I think we should just go ahead and do it. I, I don't I don't think we should waste uh, time trying to do this at some other point in time. I think we should just go ahead and do it. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Do it now. Do it now. Oh, we're back. Hey. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. This is Press Play. We're doing it. Do it, it. do it, 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 do it. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna do a press play on the Netflix film, uh, the Red Sea Diving Resort, because we just didn't care to go to the theaters. Even though there's a lot of shit that I actually want to see in the theaters. Yo, there's nothing I want to see in the theaters. There's a lot of shit other than I Once Upon see- a Time in Hollywood. But I, I don't I even see, okay. really want to see. That. I want to see that. And also, we didn't talk about Spider Man. We 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 talked about it, but it wasn't on there. Um. Uh, I want to see uh, fuck. What is that movie with uh, Aquafina? The Aquafina. Yeah. Is fuck. That a, is that a person? <laughs> We've talked about this a time uh, time or two before, but uh, yes, it is. It is a person. Really? Um, yeah. It's not the favorite. Fuck. What was it called? Was it called the favorite? I don't know. Anyways, uh, there, there's a lot of shit in theaters that I actually do want. Oh, uh, Good Boys. I want to see that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. So there's a lot of shit that I want to see, um, but again, we decided to be lazy and just do uh, a Netflix film because uh, yeah, uh, those tickets can be expensive, uh, and I, I'm not making uh, Mia Khalifa money, so I can't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> or I am making Mia Khalifa money. Maybe that's the point that I want to make. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, we we decided to do a press play on the Red Sea Diving Resort, which is a uh, a film by Gideon Raff. Uh, starring uh, Chris Evans, Captain um, America, yeah, Captain uh, Cap himself, uh, uh, and and a slew of other actors, including Greg Keener and Ben uh, Ben Kingsley, um, and uh, yeah, we're, we're we're gonna jump into it. Um, it's been a while since we've actually done a press play, so we're, we're, we might be a little rusty in terms of uh, sort of how we we we, we jump into this, but uh, please bear with us. We'll. Uh, We'll, we'll make it do what it do. All right. So um, this film again was directed by uh, Gideon Raff, and it was written by uh, also by by Gideon Raff. Um, what did we think about the plot? So uh, before I give my thoughts on, it, I want to read the quick synopsis. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Um, uh, please, so please, please. Uh, Red Sea Diving Resort, inspired by a remarkable true life rescue mission. This is a remarkable story of a group of Mossad agents and brave Ethiopians who, in the early '80s, used a deserted holiday retreat in Sudan as a front to smuggle thousands of refugees to Israel. The undercover team carrying out this mission is led by uh, charismatic Ari. Uh, Kidron, Kidron, and a courageous local uh, Kabidi Bimro. Yeah. So again, Mossad agents uh, use a deserted resort in Sudan to smuggle um, Muslim refugees out of. Uh, they were smuggling them out of. Was it uh, Sudan? Yeah, yeah. Sudan into Israel um, by way of this resort across. Uh, what body of water was that? No idea, but let me uh, let me look it up since call me off guard. Uh, the fucking Mediterranean Sea. I don't know. Yikes! Um, perhaps I don't know. Um, evacuated from Suzanne Cesira by Mossad. Uh, refugees were conveniently uh, convert, covertly evacuated from Sudan to Israel by was not convenient. Yeah, no, it definitely wasn't uh, covertly. Uh, is was what the word was that I was uh, I was missing there. Um, 
Mosada is, is Mosada. I'm afraid to click on this because my computer's slow, and if I click on this, it'll take three hours for yeah, it to get. And, and, and I apologize. I want to make one correction. They were not uh, Muslim refugees. They were uh, Jewish refugees. Refugees. Yes, 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 they were. They were Jewish Ethiopians. Yeah, uh, which is um, was kind of like a not necessarily a main theme of the the, the film, but, uh, but but one of the sort of uh, points of it that I thought was were very sort of interesting is is that uh, the, these black. Um, uh, for, for all intents and purposes, black uh, uh, Jewish um, um, people um, were sort of looked at as not necessarily Jewish, and I think that's what it is. Especially you know nowadays, is you know when we think of Jewish people, we essentially just think of what you would think of as a Jewish. Yeah, you think of curly hair, you know, guy named. Fuck it. <laughs> Step away His from last this name is, Last name is Bernstein or some I, shit like that. Yikes. I do not want any smoke <laughs> with the Jewish community. Uh, but there's a very specific idea that you have when you think of the Jewish community. But, of course, there are plenty of uh, black Jews, you know, or, or, or Jews that have skin of uh, or of less fair. Yeah. And I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, I, that, that was a big surprise to me as well. I was, yeah. you know, when I think of, uh, Jews again. It's very easy to to develop a certain picture in your mind, uh, you know. And I'm like, black Jew. The only one I know is Lenny Kravitz, right? Um, so, <laughs> so, well, I guess because Kravitz. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair so, enough. so this was a big surprise to me. Sure. Um, uh, and 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 that the the body of water was. Uh, and we, we uh, you'll feel dumb immediately. It's uh, the Red Sea. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> they hid it in plain sight. <laughs> they really didn't even try to hide it. We're just stupid. <laughs> all right. Um, Mia Khalifa kept her money in like the Red Sea Bank, <laughs> I guess. That's that's where the, all the, the, uh, uh, the uh, riches truly uh, are. Uh, uh, all roads point back to Mia Khalifa. Um, okay. Uh, let's, uh, again, uh, since you so elegantly sort of defined what the... Um, synopsis of the film was let's talk about uh the plot of the film what what do we think about it what was uh, what was going on there i mean obviously being based on true events um you know uh, i would imagine that certain details were probably changed um or you know i always wonder especially with these like military operations how much information was um readily available right how much information was shared uh what was the accuracy of that information and, and was it correctly portrayed uh on screen um, but from you know the little reading I did online and, and um, I think this film did a pretty good job at outlining like hey like this is um, what happened the, this is what you know this mission was about this is what the operation was about and, and these were the end results of the operation um, I love the plot I think it was great uh, this reminds me of Seven Days in NTB you know um, what was that movie with Ben Affleck um, Fargo Fargo. Uh, no, no, no. Was that it? Where they um, smuggled the... Argo. I'm sorry. Argo. Yes, yeah, Argo. Fargo. Not a... Yeah. yeah. Argo. Um, again, similar similar story, right? Um, but being based on true events, uh, I think the goal here was really just to not necessarily create like a new plot, create new stories, but to tell the events of the story from a unique perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. Um Obviously, like it's a little touchy with, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, based on true story events, uh, those type of stories. Didn't love it. Didn't You're love the piss plot. off a lot of black Jews. That, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Fuck the fade podcast. Um, 
Uh, no, I, I didn't love the plot, uh, but not necessarily because of the specifics that it had to do with from that perspective in terms of like what actually happened. But I didn't love the plot from the standpoint of the pacing of the film. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I did hear some things about the film because I actually I, I didn't select this as the press play. You did. Yeah. But I, the reason why I say that is because I. Uh, I, I looked at some of the what the reviews were for uh, for the film before, which is like my cardinal rule. Like if I really want to see a movie, I absolutely don't look at the reviews because it paints the way that I sort of take the movie in. Yeah. Um, but I already did because I didn't I didn't like you the one that selected this. So I was like, all right, well, you know, let's do it, even though I had already sort of read some things about it. Um, and I'm not going to lie. I, I do have to agree with some of the criticisms of the film uh, in that it's just it even from the way that it starts, it's, um, they don't leave you with understanding where all the characters, like who all the characters are, like why we should care about those characters. Like there, there are a lot of things that happen during the course of the film where you're like, well, why should I care about this particular thing happening with this particular character? I know absolutely nothing about this person. I have no investment here. Um, and it seems like that that's a lot of the film is, is that you're supposed to be care because of the overarching um, uh, situation that they're in. But if you don't give us smaller things and it did give us a few smaller things, but not anything that I feel like is like worthy of really sort of like, uh, like, so for instance, we start to film off with, um, you know, we're in the middle of uh, uh, they're they're trying to extract these uh, you know uh, some people from uh, from a particular village, right? And uh, we see that Chris Evans' character goes back for a kid, right? At no point in time am I like the stakes are high here. I really I'm, he's going to get the kid, and they're going to yeah. get back into the thing, and it's going to be yeah, it's going to be fine. And at no point did they try to do anything that was like, oh, my God, like, like even before we even saw that, I would have liked to see something about the characters so I can, like, understand what like I understand that was a high pressure situation, but it, it felt like that that particular idea carried through through the rest of the film of you should just care because this is an important thing. Yeah. So that that is one of my uh, criticisms that I guess I was going to talk about a little bit when we discuss like cinematography, but um, in in the way it was shot. Mm-hmm. But yes, in this movie, one of my criticisms would be like things just happened, right? Yeah. Things happen, and then it was done. It's like, hey, this thing happened. Uh, let's move on to the next thing, and that's going to happen. Yeah, and then a couple more things will happen, and and then <laughs> you know, then the movie's over. It's very systematic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and I, I like that you called out that scene in particular when he went back for the kid. I was like, I love Captain Cap. He he can do no wrong, right? Yeah. Um, but at no point in time did I fear that he wasn't going to make it or the yeah. kid wasn't going to make it. I knew what was going to happen, and I think that's partly because to your point, they didn't develop the story enough to make us understand why we should care. Um, One of the other things that I I don't fully understand is like the relationships between some of the main characters. So um, the four Mossad agents, right. That, you know, the, that essentially band together to, you know, buy run and buy and run the Red Sea diving resort. And then, you know, are part of the smuggling of the Jewish Ethiopians out of uh, Sudan into Israel. 
the complexities of their relationship we don't fully understand. Uh, but we're going to jump into that as we talk about the characters, right? Yeah. Let me add one thing to that. I think if I were to rewrite the script, one of the things that I would have probably put that I would have had to put into the script was I would have built up the relationship between Ari and uh, uh, Kabidi. Uh, I would have built that relationship. That's what I would have started the film on because really that's what the entire film is based on is their relationship because if they don't have a relationship, there is no film. Yeah. There is nothing there. If like if they don't have the connection between uh, Kabidi uh, uh, smuggling, uh, uh, you know, the, the Sudanese out of where they are. Um, and delivering them to Ari yeah. to be, you know, trans, uh, transported to, to to another land. Where do they no meet? Story. How do they develop their friendship? What's How do the, they? Why do why why do they care so much about each other? Like I understand them individually. Like they try to build up obviously Ari, you know, in in terms of I think they they did explain and that was kind of good that they explained like okay like his mother I guess was a was a refugee yeah or somebody was, in like a, was a refugee a, a rebel like freedom fighter refugee something There's something like that. something was going on with that so they explained that that was good. Kabidi, we really, really like obviously outside of like you know the fact that these are his people that he's trying to to help out okay but also we don't really know anything about him and i'm not a big person of like i have to know every detail of a person's life but give me something here yeah. like i gotta have something to come off of like i can't just be like ah they're in a tough situation i should care about them like unless you're christopher nolan with dunkirk where you're taking the entire film just to say that they're in a terrible situation, you don't know anything about the characters, but I'm gonna build this up so that you do like he and he, he there's such detail with his shit that you're like, okay, I have to like that's why I care about yeah. this, even though I don't know anything about the characters. With this, you, you know why like, you should care. Yeah, this is like again, they just kind of slapped it together and was like, oh, you should care because it's exactly. important. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's let's move on to the characters. Let's talk about uh, what we thought about the characters uh, for better for worse. So just because I I, I like Chris Evans, um, I, I think he did his job. What I didn't get from him in this uh, particular role was like again the, and again it's because we didn't understand the relationships between the characters, which is why emotional connection wasn't really conveyed too well. Right? Mm-hmm. I didn't see the connection between um, you know Ari Levinson and Kabidi because it wasn't explained to us why they have a connection. Um, another one. Uh, Ari Levinson and Sam Navin, played by Alessandro uh, Nivola, I didn't understand. I, I knew they they cared about each other. Maybe Ari cared about Sammy more, or Ari Ari wanted Sammy to be there more. But I didn't understand their relationship because it wasn't detailed out. There was no backstory given to yeah, us. Yeah, th- there was no why. They only showed us the present, and that like we we understand clearly where Sammy uh, uh, stood. Uh, with um, Ari um, and, and the complexity of their relationship right now but we don't know sort of what led up to that and, and that relationship I'm kind of a little more forgiving of because they gave us so much of that in the film that it was kind of like okay like I, I get this um, but I am agree. I am in agreement that yeah I, I would have liked to see that relationship built up a, a little more and then even like as Ari goes on the journey of recruiting uh, some of the his teammates that will help him essentially pull off this uh, this mission. Uh, again, I I don't really. I, you I don't liked, care about so, it. Yeah. So here's the thing: I liked all of the characters, right? I, I liked um, uh, the 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 uh, Barack Isaac. I liked um, the young woman Rachel Ryder, um, played by but, Haley Bennett. 
and, and the uh, Alex Hassel who plays Max Rose. I liked all of them, but I did not understand their relationships to one another or or why they were vital to the actual mission, right? Yeah, like because what was they their all specific had, role? They, yeah, because they, they all had specific, like they showed us when they introduced the characters, they all showed us that they had specific talents, mm-hmm. but it, at really no point during, like at small points, sure, but like in a larger, larger sense, you're like kind of, I mean, this could have just been anybody. Like, yeah. they're, they're like, I don't know why they had to specifically get this person. Perfect example. Um, Haley Bennett, who plays Rachel Ryder, um, Ari Levinson, uh, she her character is introduced to us when Ari is on her flight and she's a uh, airline stewardess. Um, we see that she obviously has some like hand to hand combat skills. She's obviously been yeah, she's in the like military. Kind of like, a, kind of like yeah, secret agent, not secret agent, but she's like you know what she's like. She's almost like uh, what was Jennifer uh, Red Sparrow? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a good, yeah. that's a good one. Um, so she has skills. What exactly though? What does she bring to the table? What is her area of specialty? What is their relationship? Why do they need her for this specific mission? Exactly. And with what they try to paint within the film, when they introduce her, it's kind of like, oh, she can. She's like a spy, or she's like a person who can kind of like hide in plain sight, but also fuck everybody up. Yeah. But she doesn't even use her skill until like at the end of the movie, and even then, it was kind of like a quick. It was just a quick... And for the most part, she just taught yoga at the Red Sea Diving Resort. <laughs> yeah, what kind of shit is yeah, that? <laughs> check people in. And yeah. then yeah, she had to L that one soldier out. And, and that and, was pretty much it. <laughs> that was it. And it's yeah. like... But again, I liked her character. Yeah. Right? So... I, yeah. I, I liked her character, but it was there was a disconnect between her as just a character in terms of like the lines that she had and her delivery and her mm-hmm. performance, all that stuff. And her specific role in terms of yeah. the actual character within the context of the broader story. Yeah, so I'm not sure if anyone... I don't really have a big winner here. I don't have a loser <laughs> here. Just because everybody was kind of so flat to me. Yeah, right? I do. I, I definitely have a loser. Uh, look, and I hate to say it. Cap? No. Uh, it, Cap was serviceable in this. The, the, to me, the big loser, or not a big loser, but the, the 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 person who I feel like skills weren't utilized even remotely were was Michael K. Williams, uh, who who played uh, Kabidi. Uh, um, oh yeah, uh, Bimro. Um, he just seemed like a caricature the entire time. They gave him the little fro, and they're like, "Hey, speaking in African accent for a while, and just you know, just do some shit." I feel like they didn't even give him like a um, a vocal coach. <laughs> no, they were just like, uh, "You can speak African, like, right? You can speak uh, African." Sound like yeah, sound African. And they're, they're like, um, "Africa is is a continent, you know. It's, there are many countries." No, no, no. Yeah, from which country speak do you want? African. Should I sound like I'm from Ethiopia? African shit. Okay. Am I originally from Nigeria? They're like, no, just African. 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 South yeah, Africa. You know, you know what? You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Go ahead. They're like real Africa. Like I, I don't know what your action. He was like, all right. No, no one left behind. <laughs> like cut. Great. Put that in the movie. <laughs> no more than one dig needed. It's all right. Um. Yeah. Like I, I think he is the person who I was like, I saw was in this movie, and even from his like first couple scenes, I was like, okay, that wasn't great. But you guys surely are going to give me something good out of this. 
we at no point got anything good out of that particular character, that particular portrayal of the character. And again, I don't, I don't even blame him. Like, cause I actually think he's actually a really good actor. Um, but specifically in his role, I, I just didn't, I didn't buy it. I didn't like it. I didn't, I, I bought nothing about it. Um, I was, I, the whole movie I was waiting for him to say, get this man a shield. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they just threw that in uh, there. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> honestly, I probably would have just bought into the film just because of that. Um, uh, uh, my, the person who I thought probably did the, the best, it, I, I, I'll leave it as a tie. I, I, I have uh, Haley Bennett as a uh, Rachel Ryder. Uh, again, she, her, the, the specific role that she plays, I, I don't think they, like they they use the character or they, they they explain the character well enough but i think that they didn't do that with a lot of the characters but i think she did an actual very good portrayal or, or not portrayal but um uh her performance was excellent i think in the film uh the other person who i i, I would give a, a a shout out to is ben kingsley i thought ben kingsley uh, uh, did a marvelous job as Ethan Le- uh, uh, Levin uh, uh, from the film. Um, he he just played like the sort of pompous, sort of like bureaucrat, bureaucrat yeah, yeah. kind of role. He did that very very well. Uh, and and I think he you know whenever he showed up on screen, you absolutely bought what he was like delivering with the with the character. Yeah. So, so you know what, I, I will throw it to Alessandro Nivola who played Sammy. Um, I understood his reasons, right? I understood why he's, you know, after getting back from, you know, that first mission, um, I understood why he was like, you know what? I'm out. Like, I've done enough. Uh, this is getting dangerous. Like, I don't even really know why I'm here anymore. I'm going to go, I'm going to run a clinic. I'm going to save lives that way. I understood that. Um, when Ari went and recruited him back in, I understood why he was like, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm willing to take this risk again. The complexity of their relationship, I wish they would have dived into that a little bit more. Um, I wish we knew where they came from. Like, what past missions have they done? Like, why is there this friendship with this tension between them? It's like a love-hate type of thing. And, and they do kind of you know give us a little bit of it where they had that back and forth they had that fight and sammy tells ari like you know like, we're not even really friends like why are we acting like why are we pretending yeah um that was like one of the mm, one of the, the better scenes in the movie. touching moments is yeah. like yeah they're they're being very honest and very frank with each other yes. and he's like you know why do i keep following you why you know and he's having trouble understanding his own emotions and i thought that was a great scene in the movie and then that was it. Again, things just kind of happened in the movie. That was it. Yeah. Um, I do think his character of the group was one of my favorites, and I think he brought the most to that character. He pro- he worked with nothing, and then he kind of created something of it. That's what it felt like to me. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a, a very sort of uh, appropriate sort of um, uh, character or, or Analyzation of uh, uh, of his character. Um, uh, l- let's talk a little bit about um, the uh, cinematography of the film. Uh, w- what did you think about um, what you you saw uh, aesthetically? It's more about what I didn't see, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the cinematography was purposeful. 
I think they captured the setting well um, in terms of like where they were. Like this is not, you know, they're not in, uh, you know, a beautiful part of uh, Sudan. They are very much out in the desert or they're in, um, you know, small villages that are, uh, you know, roads aren't paved, like small dirt, poverty stricken villages and communities, right? Where, where refugees are living essentially. Mm. Um, the cinematography did capture the environment and the setting really well. What was odd to me about this movie is, is to me, it didn't really portray the time that this movie was filmed in, right? Mm -hmm. This is not 2018, right? (laughs) So, um, I wish it would have been shot or filmed in a way that more reflected the point in time that this movie was in. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish it would have, uh, captured a bit more of the environment. Uh, we, we spoke earlier about uh, the film uh, A Hidden Life, right? And the use of kind of like a handheld mo- uh, cameras throughout that film, capturing motion throughout one room to the other. I wish they would have utilized that shooting technique to capture um, you know, the refugees as they're moving through the desert, as they're traveling through the night. Um, uh in, in the shooting scenes where there's a shootout or there's a chase, I wish they would have utilized different shooting techniques, but it really just looked like um, still mounted cameras and they would shoot, capture certain angles, um, capture certain scenes, they cut to another scene where there's another still mounted camera. Um, there was no dynamic shooting here. Yeah. I, I think they, 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 there were a couple of times where they, they had, I think, uh, a little bit more sort of uh, static uh shots the refugee uh, pickups where they're on the beach the yeah. soldiers are coming I, d- I did enjoy how they shot those scenes like yeah. you, you were very much a part of it like you felt like you were likely one of the refugees making Especially your way to the got, boat when they uh, the scene where they got captured I think was uh, it, it captured some of that friction um, pretty well uh, the, the thing that I would say about the uh, uh, aesthetic was um some of the decisions they try to make as far as the editing goes was questionable. Like they they made very strange cuts. Like there would be scenes that like we'd be in the middle of a scene and then they just cut to an entirely sort of different scene. Um, And it was kind of like, well, we were in the middle of, why are you you taking me here? You know? Um, And I think that whenever films do that, it feels like, there was just like a lot of decisions made on the back end that weren't necessarily in tone with what the original idea for the actual film. Yeah. Was. That makes me think that like there's, there's another film shot here and you just tried to either, either you Frankensteined it in terms of trying to make it better than, you know, it actually was, or, you just you know there are some producers who just made some shitty ass choices in terms of no just take this out take that out and that'll be better and it's just like no like it, it made it work or it made it fractured in terms yeah. of me not being able to sort of settle into a scene and like marinate with it you know and I I, th- I think that that's why I loved you know when we talk about directors like Terrence Malick who is directing the uh, a hidden uh, a life or we're talking about a Wes Anderson or we're talking about a Martin Scorsese or Spike Lee or, um, I don't know, Nolan. Uh, whenever we talk about these directors, they're given the room to do whatever the fuck you want to do, whatever people are going to see your shit. So it's fine. Do whatever you want to do. And what I think that allows you, what that gives you is to tell your story, 
right? To not have like weird shit, like weird cuts or like, you know, weird editing situations going on. Yeah. But to be able to like tell the full breadth of what your actual vision is and have that be uninterrupted, you know, yeah. by anything else. You know what? I think it's going to call out. There might just be two movies here. Yeah. There was the good one, which has more, has like a, you know, there's more meat on the bones. Right. And then there's this, the one that was delivered to us, which is very edited. Yeah. Um, for what reason? I'm not sure I understand yet. Um, but this is not, I wouldn't imagine that whoever wrote this film, like this is the vision that they had in mind. And I always wonder with these films that were, were based on like a CIA operation or, or um, FBI operation or uh, classified intelligence, right? How much of it is controlled by, because obviously, information has to be divulged by the agency who ran this operation, right? You probably got to bring some of those people in to consult. Uh, maybe. I, I think yes and no, right? Like it, it depends on where their, their their source material is. Either it's directly from, you know, these intelligence agencies or it's from somebody who has either a first-hand account or somebody who's done a lot of fucking homework on these, you know, these agencies and is able to sort of serve a, a full yeah. breadth of a, a story. So, I mean, with that, like, let's say, um, you know, it is one of the situations where they had someone who had direct knowledge, direct um, experience, and who's a part of this mission, um, or maybe, like, uh, someone who's a part of the CIA who had, like, the intelligence that was necessary to put this film together. Mm -hmm. I wonder how much of it was controlled by, like, hey, take that out, leave that in, like, let's not do that, let's not do this. I wonder how much of it is controlled, um, which may have... in which may be part of the reason why we got the film that we got. Mm. Um, we didn't get the the character relationships we should have gotten because it might have, you know, Sammy's relationship with Ari, right? Where their relationship started may link back to something else that couldn't really be detailed out in this film, right? Yeah. If, uh, Ari's relationship to uh, the other Mossad agents that he recruited to be a part of this mission maybe couldn't be detailed out in the film because it again ties back to other instances where they've worked together in other missions on other operations right yeah so um okay there's a lot we don't know no i definitely agree with that um uh, let's move on here to the uh the soundtrack um what did we think about the soundtrack for the film i'll start it off um uh there's not too much I can remember. Weirdly enough, I actually did watch this like stupid early in the morning. I watched this at like maybe like four or five a.m. in the morning, um, mm. and um, I I can't lie to you and tell you like I, I remember specifically too much about because it's hard to con not necessarily hard to concentrate, but it's it's hard to retain shit from that early in the morning. Yeah. Um. So it's hard for me to say like okay like I I love this love that about or didn't like this didn't like that. The only thing I can really remember is the one song, uh, Duran Duran, uh, Hungry Like a Wolf. That's all I really remember from the film. <laughs> um, and I remember it was well-placed, uh, but uh, not too much. And I think when a soundtrack doesn't stand out to me, I just look at it as average. I don't look at it as terribly good, terribly bad. I just kind of look at it as average, right? Yeah. Because uh, essentially the music's just there to kind of like move you along, not necessarily dramatically change anything but when it does dramatically change something for me in a positive way i have to like i I, i'm johnny on the spot like i know oh this is what happened that like this song was playing during this yeah this score was playing during like with this i didn't really get too much of anything yeah Uh, 
and and I can agree with that. And that if the soundtrack doesn't stand out to me, it was average, but not necessarily in a bad way. It was like, you know, whoever did the score did their job in terms of putting together music that'll help bring the film to life. Not stand above the film, not take away from the film, but the music was purposeful. So that, that's how I look at this particular uh, the score in this film. One of my favorite movies is uh, a tear, a tear, a tear from the sun. Tears of the sun. Tears of the sun. Yeah. Tears of the sun. Yeah. Um, starring Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. Yeah. The 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 score in that film was phenomenal. They used music that captured both time, as well as the place. Mm. Right. Um, it was. I mean, the the film was powerful, in itself. The score was incredible in the way that it brought certain scenes to life, it brought certain characters to life, it brought certain moments to life. I wish it would have captured more. I, I wish they would have taken that direction with this film. Like, sure. let's really use the both the music of the time and the place. Let's use like Sudanese um, music. Let's like really bring to life like their the environment and uh, like the cultural environment that they're in. Yeah, let's bring that I, into the. And film. I'm not even saying like they didn't. I just don't like. I don't specifically remember that. Yeah, and I and I feel like that that's perhaps a, like a. Uh, uh, an indication of of perhaps how little they did it, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, I'll watch it again. And- if if they did it in the way that you know, t- to the liking of how they did it in um, Tears of the Sun, where they did it very well, it was very tasteful. I think we would have remembered it a little bit more. It would have stood out, and we would have been discussing a little bit more in detail. But again, it was just I think you said it best, somewhat average. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite, uh, not just soundtracks, but one of, one of my favorite films of all time is uh it's not necessarily a well-known film it's a film by sam esmel the uh the film is called comet uh starring justin long and um uh what's her name um it's actually sam esmel's wife um who's uh sh- she's in um the showtime series uh fuck ray donovan no 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 it's um it's one where she's like, uh, like nurse jackie she's like looking after like an entire family basically mm. you do know it you do know it because you've talked about it times before uh, and there's like William H. Shameless, H. Season. Shameless. Yes. yes what's her name uh, Fiona the girl yes. who plays Fiona who, play, who plays Fiona um, fuck 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 yeah. fuck alright whatever whatever but the film stars her uh, and Justin Long um, and the soundtrack Emma Ross Emma Rossum she is. Uh, she is. I, the, I had to get it. It was. Yeah. It was, was going to fuck me up if I didn't remember that. Emma uh, Ross. Or is she, it Emmy Rossum? Emmy. Is it Emmy? Emmy, Emmy. Emma. Emmy? Or Emmy. Yes. Emmy. I think it's Emmy like, Rossum. I, I think so. I'm not a thousand percent sure. Yeah. But, let's um, just go with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she and she's married to Sam Esmel, the director of Comet. Um. Uh, I'll never forget the soundtrack. Like, uh, it's 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 in my like I have it on my on my phone. Um, and the reason why is because. Like it, it's not even soundtrack in terms of like it being like oh my god they have these like you know songs from you know these big musicians or completely I think original soundtrack I believe Daniel Hart is the uh, the person who who did the uh, uh, score for the film um, it it stays with me and I was forced to be like no nah, this is a fantastic fucking soundtrack yeah you know, this is a fantastic score for the film um, and I think. W- that's what I think you want is for it to be not intrusive to the film in terms of like 
fuck, this is taking me out of what's going on. Yeah. But to be so impactful that you're like, not only do I love the fucking film, but I also fucking love the music yeah. that came along with it. Like that's what you that's 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 what you want out of to it. To where yeah. when you're watching the scene, you're so immersed in like what's going on on, on the screen. Yeah. And the music helps bring that to life. And then after the after the movie's like, over, what was that song? you're like, yeah, what was that song? Like I have to figure it out. Let me search yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, let's talk about some uh, some any any other notes that we might have for the film. I'll I'll go first. Um, this film, look, while it, it definitely is based on true life, um, you know, uh, events, um, this was kind of a, just a circle jerk to. Uh, the white savior complex that we seem to have as pervasive in 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 our culture in that the entire fucking movie you have Chris Evans fucking doing chin ups the entire fucking time um, he didn't have the shield but he definitely had yeah. the Captain America swag yeah. <laughs> as well as the Captain America beard <laughs> I wonder if he was like yo I want this guy and, and I'm gonna have to Ari Levinson I wonder if he's actually as like if his uh, build it, was the same and he was if, if he wasn't then what the fuck like, yeah, why were you doing and all the other prisoners in the jail cell were like we haven't had food for days. This, <laughs> this man is doing up pull-ups. <laughs> what the fuck? He's doing CrossFit. <laughs> this is before CrossFit. So, I, it's yeah. like, little things like that. I was curious as I was watching this. And there were times when he would be doing push-ups in his cell. Yeah. And I'm like, did he just know, like, yo, I'm white. They're not going to keep me in the cell forever. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm going to be out here soon enough. Or <laughs> was that really how uh, Ari Levinson, was that really if, his Again, if it wasn't persona? how he really was... It was even more preposterous than yeah. I than it than it feels like to me just watching it. But um, but again, like even beside him doing you know the the, the chin ups and all that shit um, or pull ups, um, the white savior complex, like, especially in today's day and age, I'm wondering why they felt this wasn't important. Like I guess I understand the important in terms of like uh, immigration. I understand that aspect of it, of why that the, the story is important to tell in today's society. But it was so obvious that like it's literally just a bunch of white people saving these helpless, can't Poor, help dirty Ethiopian Jews, black right? people. Yeah. That essentially was what the story is about. I'm like, well, because I think, uh, uh, Kabidi, right? Kabidi. Yeah, Kabidi. Yeah, yeah, I think Kabidi was as much the hero of the story as And yet he Ari was still sl- kind of pathetic in a way. Yeah, his character, you know, his role his his courageousness was somewhat diminished in a way. Uh, in in a large way, like so again, he he if it, if it weren't for him, a lot of, and, and arguably he had the most important fucking role, of the, the most dangerous role yeah. in the fucking film. And yet somehow he was still always portrayed in this very, like even by the end, you know, and again, this may be, uh, you know, all based on true events and this might be exactly how it all went down. But by the end of the fucking film, the guy is like, they punctured his lung. He can't even fucking walk on his own. Everybody's yeah. carrying him fucking around. And it's just like, and he was still like, there are thousands more. We st- we need to go back, right? Yeah. And then after the film, they did say that you know, um, Kabidi and Ari that. continued to work together. They had several more missions. They went back. To me, Kabidi's just as much the hero as Ari Levinson. Arguably he's, he's more. Risking it all, if not yeah. more. Why wasn't that really put to the forefront versus him just being like a secondary character? If I, if I, again, if I were to do this film, I would have taken it from his position because yeah. like that's. 
the more interesting part of the film. That's the more um, um, uh, uh, dangerous part of the film. It's just like this dude who keeps going from tribe, to, or not tribe to tribe, but uh, from one, um, uh, you know, either settlement or, or like refugee one, camp. One or because um, I guess he wasn't in a camp, but he was in like one area or another to, to save these people. Like what were his interactions with those people? Like the, some of the people didn't want his fucking help. Some people yeah. were like, no, we're fine. Leave us the fuck yeah. alone. Like what we were wanna... his motivations? Yeah. Like at the end like, of the day, exactly. And especially if like, okay, so he's saying uh, all these people are his family. Like, but nah, not all these people were your actual family. Like they're just, you know, people who are a part of your same sort of culture, or whatever the case is. Um, so that, like, I don't know, like that would have been very interesting to at the very minimum, um, investigate parallel to Ari's story, right? Yeah. But this entire film was simply about Ari, which again, this white savior complex. Even though the dude who's doing arguably more the more work, yeah, he's the one walking with the refugees hundreds of miles to get them to like the extraction points, and right? We didn't even like we talked about that during the film. We never actually got the fucking see yeah, that. They, they didn't show any of the journey. They just showed like when they'd show up and Ari and them would be there with the trucks. And it's like a lot happened in between that time. Like, what the fuck? Show that story. Like, but, but And that was actually specifically one weird thing that I did pick up on is that they talked about that as like, yo, they've got to make this dangerous trek, you know, so many fucking miles. And then the next thing we see is them just showing up like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Like, and, what the and fuck? And Kabidi <laughs> always had a suit on through this fresh, dude. Yeah, yeah. this trek through uh, the Sudanese <laughs> desert. And it's like, yeah, I need to know more about this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, that, that was my extra thing of the, the film was this whole idea of this uh, this white savior complex was pretty high and potent in yeah. this film. Uh, I mean, I, I was going to give like final thoughts along the same lines is to me, that was an interesting angle. I feel like um, we've seen a million of those movies, right? Here was an opportunity to tell the story, to still be accurate, right? Still represent the true events of the story, but uh, give us a different perspective. Like we're always getting the, the savior, you know, the, the rogue CIA, FBI agent or whatever, um, who goes, outside of the lines to to you know do the right thing and and save you know these refugees right give us the other side like give us the actual refugees perspective uh working with you know the cia agent these Mossad agents like give us that story because that's just as interesting that's just as compelling especially in this case with kabidi um we didn't get that here overall i think it was a good movie i enjoyed it like as i was watching this movie at no point in time was i like Oh, I'm over this. I wish this would hurry up and end. I enjoyed the film. Um, I look at this as like a kind of like a glass half full. I'm very much aware that it's only half full and there's so much more opportunity there to have told a full story. Mm. But we didn't get that, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, and I think you said it best earlier. There were two movies made. There's one we didn't see, and there's this one here. Yeah, uh, but, but I, I I would agree wholly with you, except for we got two hours and ten minutes of this fucking movie. I I think you could have found somewhere in there yeah. to to build the rest of that shit in, but uh, but we, we digress. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we press play on the Red Sea Diving Resort. Uh, hope you do too. Uh, check it out. Let us know what you think. Um, comment to us. Let us know uh, what you what you feel about the film. If you felt like sort of like how we did, or if you felt 
felt differently. Uh, uh, hopefully you've seen it by now. Uh, if not, uh, again, go check that out on uh, Netflix. You don't have to leave the comfort of uh, your own room. You can, you know, scratch your balls. Uh, or I was going to say scratch your vag, but that, uh, I don't know why that felt like different. Painful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, you can do that all in the comfort of your own home. It's on Netflix. Check it out. Let us know. Uh, with that being said, let's get the fuck out of yeah, here. This has been that. a lot of hours that we've been here. Um, uh, as always, uh, we appreciate you. Uh, if you listen to this podcast through and through, uh, obviously you're definitely a, a fan of this this show um but uh hit that like button hit that subscribe button uh and most importantly hit that share button uh, share this shit with uh yeah. pretty much anybody and everybody and if the um, irs is looking i also have only made twelve thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I wonder what her accountant's ta- is thinking about like her accountant's her account's like, like, Yo, like <laughs> I, I don't know how i get us out of this one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, it's like uh, I don't know what like what was it, like Sherlock Holmes or something like that. He's like, I don't know how Sherlock's gonna do this yeah. shit. I don't know. <laughs> this is crazy. I can move some ones and zeros around, but <laughs> you kind of fucked us into a corner. <laughs> Both literally yeah. and figuratively. And she's been yes. fucked into corners before, but never fucked like this one. Holy shit! All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're gonna get the fuck out of here. Um, love you guys. Uh, but we'll go ahead and do the usual protocol. Fade out. We out. Peace.